0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark as Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know, the commandments you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not defraud, honor your father and mother. He said to him, teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, you lack one thing. Go sell what you own and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven then come follow me when he heard this he was shocked and went away grieving for he had many possessions then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples how hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God and the disciples were perplexed at these words But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God, all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age, houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children in fields with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last will be first. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: If I were to tell you that today's gospel was not about money, would you believe me? This may be a hard sell given the apparently straightforward manner in which Jesus is speaking. But this gospel passage today does not condemn wealth itself, only the accompanying pride that gets in the way. Today's gospel is about grace and our ability to receive grace from God. But in order to show how our reading today is not about money, I'm first going to talk about money. So what did the early Christian community think about money? Using evidence from the passages like the one today, some interpreters have suggested that the sum of Jesus' teaching is one that enforces voluntary poverty. These interpreters believe that Jesus required of his disciples the sale of all their possessions and the donation of the proceeds to the poor. This is difficult to understand, though, given some of the contrary evidence. We know that Peter has a house as well as a wife and a mother-in-law whom Jesus heals at Peter's house in Matthew 8. And we know the story of Mary and Martha, how Jesus is invited into their home and is fed there. We know that Jesus, after sitting and teaching people in their homes or healing a sick family member, did not get up and say to them, I'm glad I got to teach and that we got to do some healing but if you ever want to hang out again I'll have to see a for sale sign in front of your house so why does Jesus say what he says to the rich young man is because of the man's own words to Jesus first he approaches Jesus and says good teacher to which Jesus responds why do you call me good no one is good but God alone. Jesus then lists the commandments to him, and the rich man responds, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. The man is after goodness. He seeks the good teacher and strives to follow all the commandments such that he can be considered good himself. It is true that Jesus is likewise after goodness, but this is not his only goal. Jesus is also calling people to repentance for their sins, and sin is a universal problem, something that none of us are immune from. This young rich man, however, believes that he is without sin. He believes that he is without fault. And when the rich man says to him, I have kept all these since my youth, I think that Jesus probably smiled. Surely it's possible to have obeyed some of the commandments, But the young man cannot admit a single fault. On his knees before the teacher he calls good, he is unable to acknowledge his own weaknesses. Before Jesus sends the rich man away, the text says, Jesus loved him. This is an interesting choice of words, given the situation. And it's one that leads us to take a closer look at what love really is about for Jesus. In reading this passage, I was reminded of the thought of the Danish theologian Soren Kierkegaard. Kierkegaard has a distinct understanding of what it means to love others, one that differs differs from typical notions of love. In his mind, the lover is the person who deprives others of their fatuous notions, leading them to truth and knowledge. As he writes, the one who loves has understood that it truly is the greatest, the only beneficence one human being can do for another, to help him to stand by himself, to become himself. He sees Jesus operating in many ways in the manner of Socrates. Both figures traveled around and taught others by engaging them and asking them difficult questions of what they believed in and how they understood themselves. They both sought to guide people to higher truths and better relationship with the divine, and they both raised the ire of a large number of people and the governments they lived under. This comes with the territory though, as it's the nature of the job to annoy people when you are pointing out where they are wrong or mistaken. And this is exactly what Jesus does to the rich young man. Jesus loves him so he just does not just tell him give him a hug or tell him it's okay. He wants the man to truly understand himself, to actually come into being himself. And that is why the way that Jesus responds is the most important part. He says, You lack one thing. And what is that one thing that the rich man lacks? He lacks humility. He lacks the ability to recognize his own weaknesses, to recognize his own faults, and therefore lacks the ability to ask for God's help. He is ignorant of an entire aspect of himself, the part that is dependent on God and on the assistance of others. This is why it will be so difficult for the rich man to come to salvation. He believes that he will save himself through his actions and his money and his own goodness. Jesus says that it will be impossible for the rich man to enter heaven, shocking his disciples. Then who can be saved, they say? And Jesus responds, for mortals it is impossible but not for God for God all things are possible our salvation is a gift from God not something that we can earn or merit but something freely offered to us and this is why Jesus sends him away to sell everything so that he will recognize his dependence he will have no choice but to ask for help to cry out to God by selling all that he has he will gain that one thing that he lacks why does all this matter for us? We are reliant on God's mercy and God's grace. We cannot beg, barter, or deal our way into heaven. We cannot say to ourselves, if only I behave well enough, then I will get in. It is only God's work through grace that can do those things for us. Now, this is not to say that we have no work to do. When we understand God's love for us, and when we understand our dependence and our relationship with others, we should be willing to give of ourselves ourselves And all that we have The fact of God's love for us Frees us to love one another Without the fear of somehow failing to be good enough We do not need to be like the rich man Who denies the part of himself that has weakness in it And thereby he cannot actually come into being As himself We do not need to ask What must we do to inherit eternal life We know the answer Nothing. It's because of this fact that we are freed to work out our salvation in the service of all the world for the sake of God's love. Amen.